Last Christmas, you gave me my heart. And my heart. The very next day. The next day. I was killed in my sorority house. Oh no, when no one found my body for many, many hours, even though I was just in the attic with a hook through my neck and a bag over my face. Wow. Hey y'all! Peace. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> Welcome to Kaylin Harrison. Won't shut. Shut up. Ah! <laughs> On this very special Christmas, Christmas episode. We had to say Christmas this time. I was saying Xmas in our less Xmas one mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. that's my preferred nomenclature. Same. But this... I prefer Happy Holidays. Can oh. we call? It, can we call it that? Ho- Black Holidays? Happy Holidays. Well, I meant the film. The reason we had to say Christmas is because oh, we're reviewing of this movie, right. a film. I forgot we're doing a podcast. Um. Called Black Christmas. <laughs> Black Christmas. And I actually, for the record, prefer Satanmas. Oh, well, don't shame Satan. <laughs> yeah. Nope. He is our Lord and Savior. So, first of all, Merry Satanmas. Second of all, mm-hmm. have y'all seen Black Christmas? And no, I'm not talking about. What are you going to say? That bullshit movie from the 2000s starring Michelle Trachtenberg. What are you talking about? Black Christmas. There was I'm a remake about, of this? Oh, yeah. I watched it. It was bad. I had no idea there was a remake of this. Don't watch it. Well, okay. I won't. I mean, the fact that it's not... I mean, not... do what you want, but no, no, well, just I... be aware that it's fucking trash. I am aware of the horror uh, genre. I am... Not in the community, but I've got to shout out Michael Boyfriend, who super is. And the fact that this remake of Black Christmas is not on my radar must mean it's 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 garbage because I've never even heard of it. Oh, it's real. Yeah. No, so we're talking about the original 1974? I believe so. This is the original. Y'all, this is a special moment for us. It is. This is the original slasher film. Did you know that? It, yes, I did know that. Although, and Michael again, who was not able... To guest podcast with us. One day we'll have Michael, our very famous author friend Michael. Yes. Join us. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like a horror movie expert. Cause he literally is. He he, he was actually mm-hmm. he served time. In film school. <laughs> he did. Like the two of us did. He's right. also a recovering film student who became a teacher. What do you know? He's ba- <laughs> We're all the same person. Yeah. Um. So truly. Michael. And I have watched this film. He's the one who showed me this film mm-hmm. the first time. I recently rewatched it for this podcast. Um, and I was very curious about, yeah, isn't this the first slasher film? And he said, well, technically, if you want to get... It's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but what? Well, no, he wasn't even talking about American cinema. In, in Italy, there was oh, a film. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, my God, he just told me. It's called, like, Bag of Blood. Bay of Blood? We're talking about American cinema here, even though this might be Canadian. But even the, even, so this film um, has a, a technique called like the killer point of view mm-hmm. shot, which was sort of made famous by Halloween, which came a couple of years after this film mm-hmm. and then made hilarious by the Evil Dead films, where the film is mimicking the idea of the eyes of the killer, mm-hmm. where the cameras is showing what the killer would be seeing. And I had said, like, well, then this was the first film with a killer point of view. No, it wasn't, Hmm. apparently. The Italian movies got that first, too. Wow. Yeah. The Italian do it right every time. They they do. But we're Americans. Technically. And and we're here to... On paper. (laughs) On paper. Alaskan Americans. Right. And we're here to talk about 
Alaska. The first American <laughs> slasher film, which... Aptly it, titled Black Christmas. Black Christmas. It's Black Christmas. It truly is. What possessed a person to make a movie about Christmas? Because it's a horrifying holiday. Oh, true. Can I also... There's an amazing scene in this film. Do go on. Yes. There's a lot of amazing... First there of all, is. y'all, if you haven't seen this movie, watch it. It's it's unlike our, our last Xmas-themed podcast where the film Batman Returns was beautiful, like in a traditional like production sense. Mm-hmm. This film just has an amazing just like sense of this like home in the 70s, this sorority, like all the fashion. And like normally I hate 70s stuff, but I like this. It's got a nice feel to it. And even though you can tell it's low budget. You can, but it also, it kind of echoes, like, it feels like a Dario Argento film in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. With the, with the palette. Yeah, with the palette and, like, the framing. Like, a lot of it calls mm-hmm. out to that, which I appreciate. Um, and also, I think there are a lot of good actors in this movie. Which there is are. rare for a horror film. Some of them are pretty laughable, but... They're all pretty good. Yeah. Oh, I remember. I I had a point though about the horrifying nature of Christmas. Yes. Okay. Alcoholism. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say uh, there's the scene where um, one of the roommates is upstairs getting murdered, and the reason why our our final girl, our main girl, uh, can't hear it happening, even though she's in the house, and it's because there are carolers outside, like little children singing oh, Christmas yeah. carols, mm-hmm. and it's juxtaposed. With the killing of the roommate mm-hmm. and the children singing, and and then you realize children bring upon us a wrath <laughs> of Christmas well, you, death. You just realize it's it's eerie. It's like when it's like the first instance. No, I'm not claiming that it is the first instance, but we in horror movies, it's taken for granted that like little kids are creepy and that little kids singing is creepy. There was a moment when I was watching this with Carly, and I mm-hmm. was like, "What in the hell?" Mm-hmm. is up with Christmas caroling. That has never happened to me in Alaska, where someone... Maybe it's because it's too cold up here. Yeah, that's probably it. I think um, the idea, though, is that it's children's choirs, and after they sing, you're supposed to give them a tip, which is something that the final girl here does. Literally just watched this movie a couple hours ago, and I can't remember the main girl's name. I, is it Jess? That sounds right. I. What in the hell? You just show up to a random person's house and sing at them and get money. Yeah. I mean... You just expect money for singing. Well, I don't... It's sort of like if, you know, the people on the side of the road who wash your windows... Window washers? Yeah. But, like, who do it without you asking. Oh, I see. Like, you can't really assume that you're going to get money for doing that, but they're still doing it. So, what I'm getting at, the scariest part of this movie is Mm -hmm. when she opens... It's so scary, y'all. She opens the door, Mm -hmm. and there's a group of children singing. Scarier than the fact that one of her good friends is upstairs getting murdered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I Scarier still yes. is the amount of cigarettes and alcohol consumed in this movie. Which is a lot. But it was the 70s. That's true. Um, it was but, a time of... It was a simpler time. So I, I just... Re- <laughs> I, I won't go on, but you get yes. it. So I just... It just occurred to me, Harrison, that the last film that we did was sort of like a known film. And this may not be... So I think we may need to describe the plot a little bit more. We should probably than make that a habit for every podcast. Uh, yeah, I mean that's I guess probably what real podcasters do. Yeah. So the plot of this film 
is we're in Canada. We're in Canada. Probably. Wait, are, are we they in Canada? Canada? I don't think so. I, I don't think, think they're in Canada up. at all. Although the main character's got a strange accent. Are you looking it up? I'm looking. Okay, it up. cool. So in some town on Earth, uh, it's a college town, and there are a group of girls who are in a sorority, and um, they are celebrating uh, the Christmas holiday before they all go home, assumably for break, and. Um, what happens basically is they, they get these strange calls of a man who sounds like he's masturbating on the line. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, some of the girls think it's kind of funny and the other ones are scared. But basically this is kind of a reference also to the fact that I don't, this kind of crap, creepy crap happens to women all the time. Just weird, like, like just, oh, is he watching? Why is he masturbating and calling us? It's super weird. Um, and it doesn't seem like a huge deal. Until one of the sorority sisters goes missing. And we, the audience, see that from the point of view of the killer. So we know that that roommate is not missing. She is dead. She is in the attic. In a rocking chair. In a rocking chair. Um, And then the rest of the movie is sort of just about the local police who at first don't take them seriously and are douchebags. Then eventually do help and try and figure out who the killer is. Who is assumably the same person who's calling and making creepy noises. Right. Yes. So that's the plot of this film. Harrison, have you discovered what town this is set in? This is a 1974 Canadian psychological slasher film directed by Bob Clark. So when we were doing that whole big thing about how this is American slasher, this is the first American... It's not even American, it's Canadian. Yeah, also... (laughs) Yes. Um... He directed A Christmas Story. Yes, he did. Bob Clark. Yes. He also uh, directed Porky's. Oh. Not a good film. No. Christmas Story is good. Michael and I, as we were rewatching this, were discussing the similarities between this film and A Christmas Story, which is that Christmas is creepy. Mm. A Christmas Story understands that Santa Claus is a creepy dude and that some of our traditions in, in Christmas are weird. Yeah. And this film obviously gets that, too. Totally. Yeah. This film is really good. I mean, it's really good at making you feel uneasy. I think mm-hmm. that's what... Yes. You know, is obviously the goal of a horror film, but I feel like for this, there's a lot of shots that are super uncomfortable. When the killer is in the closet behind the plastic, mm-hmm. like, it's just, it leaves you feeling so uneasy. And even the ending is... I mean, this is kind of a long film. It feels like it's very long. Mm-hmm. Which adds to the level of uncomfort. Um, And And also there's this cat. (laughs) The cat! I love Claude, the cat. Claude is the cat. Cat, there's a very, very especially, I think, effective scene where you kind of get the sense that the cat knows there's something wrong and the cat's trying to communicate throughout the film that there's something wrong. Yeah. And that there's... There's shit going on in the attic. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a particularly disturbing shot where... The first girl who gets killed, who is uh, strangled with her own, like, shower curtain, um, plastic bag thing. Um, it's and like is, a clothing cover or whatever. Yeah, and she's up in the attic and she's in a rocking chair. And there's a scene where uh, the house mother um, is looking for her cat. And the cat is upstairs trying to, like, licking at the plastic wrap around the, face. the missing girl's face. Mm-hmm. And um, it's effective because it's... You know, it's terrifying, but it's also kind of sad. The cat, does the cat know that the girl is dead? Is she trying to get people to come upstairs? Or 
is it just another instance of like just how horrifyingly normal it is it's just up there in the attic and the cat's messing with the dead body yeah i also it would be very difficult for the cat to get in the attic <laughs> based on the layout of this house yeah you'd well, have to see it to understand but there's there is a i think it's implied that the cat's getting up in the walls really yeah oh and that's how it gets up in the attic Okay. But I will say that's a possible plot hole. They never really explain how that cat keeps getting up Does to the Does the cat survive? Yes. Okay. If you look up, like, what is that website that I love, doesthedogdie.com? Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's an amazing website called doesthedogdie.com, and it does it for other animals. Although Sweet. it didn't warn me about the turtle in Popstar, so thanks for nothing. A what turtle about, I mean, dies in Popstar. I don't know what that is, but what about Cannibal Holocaust? Does it list all of the animals that were <laughs> slaughtered in the Oh, movie? God. I don't know. That's worth looking up. I'm not sure. This cat, though, this cat Claude survives. Claude is a badass. But I will ask, Claude, <laughs> how did you climb the ladder to get into the attic? They're, they're, cats the can one climb thing whatever about this... they... You, you, have, you have two cats. You know. They get into whatever they want. But ladders, come on. <clears throat> also, the house mother is <clears throat> honestly, like, maybe my favorite character in this movie. <laughs> um, she is my hero She's and amazing. i just like to know yes what level of paranoid do you have to be to literally cut holes in books to hide alcohol bottles and in? at one point she puts the alcohol in the back of the toilet like where you would maybe put a brick to displace water yeah she keeps alcohol back there and in hat boxes yes and i mean Y'all, she's really an alcohol sleuth. You should watch this movie for no other reason. To get some ideas. And to get ideas for where to hide alcohol around family members who might steal it. Is that what she's worried about? Oh, you know what? I was just about to say, why does she hide her alcohol? It's not like the girls are going to be like, house mom, you can't drink. We all drink even though we're underage. Although in the 70s, maybe they weren't underage. Also, they um, might not be underage because it's college. Oh, yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is you're right. They're, she's probably hiding it from the girls so they won't drink it. That didn't occur to me. But they're all openly drinking in front of her. But she wants her special little glass flask of whatever brandy, I assume. But I, it's never a flask. It's always no, it's a, a flask. It's a flask-sized bottle. Oh, okay. You know, it's not like a handle. Anyway, she's a she's the true <laughs> hero of this film. Except not because she's like the second person to die. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Um. <laughs> Maybe, okay, so since I honestly think Black Christmas is a great film, mm -hmm. especially for someone trying to get into the horror genre as an introduction to, like, if you're like, I'm interested in the slasher genre and the horror genre, but uh, Freddy Krueger's a little too cheesy for me, or, like, I don't know if I'm ready for that, and, like, the Jason Voorhees and all that, I would recommend starting with Black Christmas and then moving up to, like, Halloween, and then... Yeah, it so, is truly more of a psychological thriller. What I'm getting at here is maybe we shouldn't spoil the ending. We've already spoiled the first two deaths. What do you think, Harrison? Yeah, let's not. Okay. Great. I also already said who the final girl is. But you it's pretty obvious. She's the main character. Yeah. So. Um, also, isn't she the mom in Child's Play 3? That's a you question. I'm pretty sure. No. I'm pretty sure she is. She is. And you mean the house mother of the sorority. No, I mean the main character. Oh, the main character is Juliet in that Romeo and Juliet I assume we all had to watch like in middle school. I only watched the one with, the only one that matters with Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes. You watched that in school? Well, no, I watched it at home. Okay, because I'm talking about <laughs> in school when you do your obligatory Shakespeare unit. You I watch don't the remember. 1970s Romeo I, and Juliet. 
I blocked out everything from. Well, you school. shouldn't have blocked it out because it was where we all saw our first boob. And it was this woman's boob. Oh, my. What's her name? That was The Shining for me, which explains a lot. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> we all we all had That's our not first a pleasant boob our first boob seeing experience with the teacher trying in vain to to skip the scene where you can see this woman's boobs in Romeo and Juliet. Why is there nudity in that Romeo and Juliet? I don't know. I don't know. Someone review that. You've got to look up. This, we shan't, but you shall. This the main girl. You got to look her. You got to do me a favor. You gotta look her up. I need to know her name. From this movie. From this movie, the main girl. And I also need to know her character's name because I think it's. Je- I feel awful because I I want so badly to talk about how much I love this final girl. Let's I see. I think her name's Olivia Hussey. Olivia Hussey. And huh? she is English Argentine. Well, that makes sense with her strange accent. Um. She yep. She was Juliet in the oh, Franco Zeffirelli 1968 version of Romeo and Juliet. Well, I messed that up. I didn't mean the 70s Romeo and Juliet. Now, if you clicked on that though, it would say every middle schooler's first time they saw a booby. It would say that in there. Hmm. Um, oh shit! What? What? She was in it. What? What do you mean she's in it? She was in Stephen King's It. That's she who? plays Audra. Oh my God! Yep, you're right. Dang! Revelations, you're hearing it live. (laughs) You are hearing it live. Amazing. Um. So, but wait, what was the character's name? Does it say? In this movie? Yeah. Oh shit! I'm a dick. Hold on. Is it Jess? Uh, I'm gonna feel real dumb if it's Jess, and I've just been. Second. Jess, it's Jess. Ha! I I literally just what? Anyway. Jess. Jess is an amazing final girl because she, right off the bat, as one of the first final girls we ever get, bucks one of the stereotypes, which is the virgin, mm-hmm. the innocent one, the meek one. Right. Because Jess, as a final girl, is a sexual woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, her boyfriend is actually the prime suspect in the murders. Right. Um, and the reason the cops think it's him is because... Jess and him are fighting because she's pregnant and she wants an abortion. And he's uh, like, no, don't do it. Right. No, I'm whiny. I'm a man. And exactly. um, not only does she say, no, I want an abortion. She says, you know, it's because when we first got together and we shared our dreams. I still want I my still want dreams. my dreams. Because at some point the boyfriend's like, we'll both drop out of school and raise this baby. And Jess, the final girl, is like, no. No, I'm not going to do that. And despite that. You know, she's still our our number one moral survives the film final girl. Yep. Um, so I, it's interesting. I'd like to learn more about where we got this idea of final girls and the tropes that come with them. I'm sure this movie played a part in it. It has to have. Also, let's talk about how creepy the father of the first victim is in this movie. He's super creepy. He is... I don't get his vibe. His vibe is like he thinks that his daughter is like a, a very innocent kind of like prudish religious girl. And he when he's looking for her because she goes missing, he's all upset because she's got posters on her wall. Like because she's apparently she's a little hippie and he takes it out on the house mother. But he is he really taking it out? He, like, let's just talk about his personality really quick. Yeah. He is 
not quite smart enough to be prudish. Mm-hmm. He just feels like a non-character. Like, he's not really contributing much. And he's in a great deal of the movie. Yeah, like, it almost becomes a running gag. At certain points, you forget that he's even still alive. Like, I, <laughs> you kind of wish that he had been murdered maybe early on in the film because uh-huh. he's just, like, not really providing much for anyone. <laughs> um, that's my only, critici- my only criticism of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> my only criticism of this movie is that when you purchase it, it doesn't come with that one poster in Claire's bedroom uh, just as part of buying the film. And that's the poster of a flower circle and there's two people boning in the middle of it mm-hmm. and the one on top is got their legs straight and the one on the bottom's got them spread so they're a peace sign and everything is very carefully covered yes what an amazing image mm-hmm. it's actually kind of creepy maybe. yeah it totally never is. mind i changed my mind um, i don't want that poster also, one of my favorite parts of this movie is that the house mother at one point only puts on half of her lipstick and then forgets <laughs> and leaves the house. Because um, she gets distracted because she thinks she hears her cat. Again, her cat who's like, Claire's in the attic. Claire meow, is meow, dead. Meow. Meow, 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 meow. I walked up the ladder. Fuck Harrison. Uh. <laughs> Ironically, Claire's last name is Harrison in this film. Yeah. Spoiler alert. So that was a double. That meant two different Harrisons. That Claude was, like, dissing. Mm -hmm. Throwing shade. Um, I think this is a great film for people who are interested in horror movies, especially the slasher genre, but they're just not sure where to begin. I think this is a good place to start. I do, too. It's a good, solid movie. I like this movie a lot. Me, too. Harrison, what is your score? For 1974's Black Christmas. I think I'm going to give it four out of six. Mm -hmm. I really like the pacing of the film. I really like the reveal at the end. I think it's pretty original. I like all the characters. I think mostly the acting's good. Uh Uh, Stylistically, I'm into it. Me too. I like the Aries poster that's in the background of all the phone shots. Totally. Because I'm an Aries. Um, I also like how it's... Our main character, Jess, is just pretty badass. I like her a lot. Um, so four out of six for you? I think four out of six. Like, my main... I don't... While I think it's awesome, mm-hmm. I definitely don't think it takes itself seriously enough for a horror film. Okay. For me to be, like, uh, thinking it's perfect by any means. Okay. You know? Well, I'm trying to only have ever given six out of six Kalas to Hocus Pocus. So that everyone okay. understands where I stand. That's a good mission to have. Thank you. So, but I I honestly think this is this is one of the... Michael shows me a lot of horror movies. Mm-hmm. And older ones from the 70s tend to be ones I do not like. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I said it. But I really like Black Christmas. I am giving it five Kalas out of six Kalas. Damn. Get I, it. Well, I would recommend it even to people who aren't horror movie fans. I think I would too. Which I think is a good marker of a horror movie. Yeah. Or of any genre. A good genre film is... My only criticisms of this movie are... Yes. That the main... The first victim's dad doesn't die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, he's um, Mr. Harrison. Yes. Not and a great guy. this movie, what I will say it does, is it does a great job of just really revealing how police are incapable. Yes. Uh, no, the one good, the good, the detective is a good guy. I'd like to point out that this is the second Christmas movie we've done this year. And, um, 
just another one with nothing but white people. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, there's a very... There's a woman who has very Jewish features, so she's Jewish, but that doesn't mean she's not white. She's still white, Harrison. Yeah, oh, yeah. What are we doing here? We uh, need to... Our next film, we need to do... Not all white people. That's the goal. That is the mission. The mission. I think we can do it. We totally can. <laughs> um, not if we're going to be watching a Tim Burton movie, though. Yeah, apparently not. Or Jeez. Bob Clark. Bob Clark! Come on, man! Also, our next podcast episode will not be a holiday movie because I'm fucking over it. What about Valentine's Day? Okay. What about St. Patrick's Day? No. What about Yaster? Oh, well, Easter is my favorite holiday. <laughs> Me too! <laughs> no, it's Halloween. Um, five. You gave it a five. I gave it a five. I gave it a five, Kayla's. Yep. And we're done here. I love you, Black Christmas. Me too. Kind of. So, <laughs> what, it, what this really comes down to is us loving all of our viewers, slash listeners, slash yes. whatever the proper nomenclature is. Yep. So please, like subscribe, mm-hmm. rate. Do it. Suggest other films for us to watch. Yes, please. We... What movie have we not seen? Which Harry Potter film would no. you like? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to draw the line there. Yeah, we need to do a film that neither one of us have seen. Because every movie we've done so far, I think at least one of us has seen it before. I actually think you're right. Yeah, I think I'm right too. <laughs> I definitely have never seen... There's no movie I've never seen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe we'll talk about the Ben Affleck Batman next. Oh, my God. All right, on that note, <laughs> talk to you soon. Love, Love ya. ya. Bye. Bye.